This is the Drive-In Podcast, episode 46, take one. Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the 46th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On this week's episode, we have the Express Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. We have our spoiler review of Space Jam, A New Legacy, with our very special guest in a second ever appearance, J-Man. You will also be on for our top billing draft of Looney Tunes characters. So use the bathroom now, grab your popcorn, and enjoy the 46th episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Welcome, listeners, to the 46th episode of the Drive-In this is Dr. O, and I'm joined by Ricky Flicks. We will have Nez joining us for our review of LeBron's Space Jam, A New Legacy. And then we will have uh, – we'll also have J-Man, as I said before, and uh, Nez will also join us for the top billing. So, Ricky Flicks, we have the Express Checkup today. But also, I just got to ask you, what have you been watching, kid? What have I been watching? Well, today – or not today, but watching – Black Widow, which is next week's review. Uh, Looney Tunes cartoons, a lot of those. Um, and also, I'm doing a little rewatch of a little show called Band of Brothers. Ow. Band of Brothers. Ow. Have not seen that since high school, like minimum eight years ago or six years ago. No, yeah, it's been a while, folks. But uh, yeah, wow. What a show. You just forget because HBO just churns out show after a great show after great show, limited series or a documentary style or whatever. Like they just churn out the best shows on television or what like they what like they like to say it's not TV it's HBO. So Band of Brothers highly recommend. As a wise man once said, aka Paul Rudd in I Love You Man, it's HBO. You know, so but the miniseries I think almost never miss. They're the HBO. It's like oh, so reliable in terms of that. Yes, they've had a couple series that have like ended after a couple seasons. Love Lovecraft Country. That that is not in the category of like bad shows, but just shows like sometimes they just don't pan out. Um, yeah, nominated for Emmys too. That that show a lot. It got it was yeah. like for eighteen Emmys, I believe. Eighteen. Right. Shout and- out Jonathan Majors, our next uh, big bad in the MCU, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, and I also I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I also watched Mayor of Easttown. Um, mm. with Kate Winslet and that if you like twists and turns thrillers detective story that's a show for you like you gotta watch that like that was awesome Kate Winslet one of the best in the game very like she's not underrated but I don't think she's talked about a lot and I think this is gonna help her get talked about again because she was very popular in the 90s like did the movie like Revolutionary Road Titanic with Leo she's been nominated like six times for Oscars but she doesn't get a lot of love. Like she doesn't get like the Meryl Streep love when she's literally on that level and she's doing an HBO limited series. You got to watch it. So that was also phenomenal. So she is not in the mainstream a lot. That's why I don't think she gets the recognition. Right. Mayor of Easttown, you're doing a lead in the HBO produced series. You know, it's going to be, you're, that you're it's going to put you, it's going to put you out there. And it, it really benefited her in my opinion. Uh, and she is a great actress as she's done so many acclaimed projects and she's an Oscar winner. Like she's, up there she's up there with the best right and Um, and uh she this show was so good and she was so good in it 
this is only supposed to be a one season show, but they're going to, they're most likely going to do a second season. That's how good it was. So that if you didn't take my word for it, take their word for it. Cause they know HBO knows their shows and the audiences loved it. Exactly. Um, I, have to, I have to check it out. I still have to. Uh, and I think I, it's worth saying we both checked out black widow. We watched it on Disney plus premier access, just a heads up to um, all of our listeners next week, next week's review will be black widow. All right. Space Jam is really hot right now in the streets. We felt like we had to capitalize on this. All right. It's what you guys want to hear. So that's why we're hitting you with Space Jam today. Push Black Widow another week. We'll do a spoiler review. It gives you time to see the movie. Make sure you go see it. It's the kickoff of phase four of the MCU. We're back. Uh, and also, I got to say, speaking of the MCU, what I watched last night was on cables on TNT right now at my, uh, at my house. Um, there is no internet. So I'm watching Strictly Cable. I have to travel to my grandparents' house to actually record this podcast. So Love if it. my, my grandma and grandpa pop in, uh, they'll say hi right into the mic. Uh, but I, I watched Captain Marvel last night. It's as bad as I remember. It could be yeah. even worse. It could be even worse, man. Very cringe scenes in that movie. Yeah. You, know, just, you know I'm not a Captain Marvel guy. I drafted it with the worst superhero movies. You did. You did. I drafted it with the worst superhero movies. And I got a lot of flack from that from, I think, uh, the Twitter – well, I didn't get the I didn't get the I don't think the audiences were in agreement with what I was saying. That's basically what I should say. Even though I'm right that wrong. Of course, that's how it always is, right? Right. And yeah. And then it just drew it drives me insane when I see Nick Fury and the whole gag they played about like him like near having his eye nearly detached every time, nearing like having the eye patch. That stuff drew me up a wall. I felt like I was watching a mm. Looney Tunes cartoon. Shout out to Space Jam. Mm. Terrible. All right. So uh Ricky Flex, what do you say? Let's get to the checkup, huh? Yes, please, doctor. Express style. Here we go. One more moment, doctor. Bringing you the latest in the movie industry, this is the checkup with Dr. O. Dr. O. Ryan Reynolds has made his official MCU debut alongside Korg in a free guy trailer breakdown. Reynolds suited up in order to promote his upcoming movie along with co-star Taika Waititi, who returned to his Thor Ragnarok character for the occasion. Free Guy arrives exclusively in theaters on August 13th. Future review for the podcast. Next up, WandaVision. Marvel's first ever Disney Plus series has been nominated for 23 Emmys, most of any show. The nominations for the show include Best Actress in a Limited Series for Elizabeth Olsen, Supporting Actress in a Limited Series for Nez's Girl Katherine Hahn, lead actor in a limited overall series for Paul Bettany. Then we have best directing for Matt Shackman and best limited series overall. Wowzers, that's a lot of Emmys. Next up, speaking of Matt Shackman, a new Star Trek movie is officially in development with him in the director's chair. The movie is expected to feature the return of the original cast featuring Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto as Spock. The last film, Star Trek Beyond, came out in 2016 to generally positive reviews but disappointing box office results. Next up on the checkup, a lot to do today. Antonio Banderas has joined Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones 5. The Oscar-nominated actor has closed the deal to appear in the movie, though details on his character are being kept under wraps. He joins fellow franchise newcomers Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Kreshman, Boyd Holbrook, and Seanette Renee Wilson. Next up, A24 has been exploring a possible sale with the Oscar-winning indie studio looking to cash in as media acquisitions heat up. While ultimately nothing has come to pass, it is said that the company engaged with multiple possible suitors. Apple was named as one of those suitors. 
combined A24 releases have grossed more than $800 million at the global box office with hits including Moonlight, Uncut Gems, The Lighthouse, Good Time, it goes on and on. Lastly, casting for DC's Batgirl is currently underway. Isabella Merced, Zoe Dutch, and might be Deutsch, excuse me, and Leslie Grace will test for the highly coveted titular role. It was previously announced this upcoming film will be released exclusively on HBO Max. No theaters for Batgirl. That does it for the checkup this week. Ricky Flips. You've just been checked up by Dr. O. Which headline grabs your attention most? Well, this is like a mix, I think, this checkup. There's some really eye-popping things, and then there's some really low things for me. I don't think there's anything really in the middle. It's either great or, ba- or uh, low-key. I think the one for me being the business guy on this podcast, the A24 sale, possible sale. That one, like you just saw Warner Media by Discovery or the merger, uh, Warner Media Discovery. You see, you saw Amazon by MGM, the iconic MGM studio for $8.5 billion. So brings up the question, who is going to buy A24, who have been nominated for 30 Oscars since 2018? This really, originally really, a really small studio that has turned into just an Oscar, like nominated nonstop for every single movie they have, or just a critically acclaimed movie. So who's going to buy it? You mentioned Apple. There was talk back in 2018 as that they explored an acquisition of A24. We know Apple has the money. Amazon, they have a big cash flow. And they just did MGM, so they're probably not, but you never know. They, they obviously have enough money. They just put a billion dollars in the Lord of the Rings series so they could easily buy A24 probably. My guess, though, if not Apple, is going to be Netflix. Wow. They also have a big cash flow. They have not won a Best Picture yet. I know A24 hasn't either, but two of them combined could be lethal. Could be lethal. Netflix is desperate for a best picture. They tried it with Chicago, try the Chicago 7 this year or last year. They tried it with Roma two years ago or three years ago. They're really pushed. And they also with Mank this past year. They're, they need a best picture. So maybe they just combine forces to get one. I don't know if it's, I, I know like Apple and A24 have been linked. I don't know if it's the A's or just similar logos. It just seems like that's a natural fit. I don't know what it is. They do look similar. Like, like, like uh, Apple, you're, I almost think that they're looking to crash into this streaming um, this streaming families. I don't think Apple TV has really broken through the way that a Prime has or a Netflix has. Um, mm-hmm. net, I don't even think that the level of an HBO Max, I don't think they have the properties to do so. And I think acquiring A24 would be huge, huge. And obviously mm-hmm. A24 is going to want to move, move to one of these streaming services because theaters are on the down. Theaters are on the down right now, right? So they want to go to a streaming service. But what I'm nervous for, I think I'm, I'm thinking of Sean Parker and Social Network. Is A24 going to lose the cool factor? Is there going to be studio meddling, right? Is What will be the ramifications for A24 films if there will be any, right? So if you, because these other, uh, these major studios, they want, I mean, they, they're going to, they're going to have, they're going to eventually have control over this um, indie franchise, yeah. right? I don't even know it's a franchise. It's indie studio, yeah, studio. right? Eight hundred million dollars they've made, right? They're doing something right, okay. But when you put it in the hands of like these studios with superhero franchises, they tend to put a put their stamp on these movies. So Warner are Brothers. they going to lose that cool effect? I don't know. What do you think about that? Do you think do you think that's a possibility? <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great point. 
I think Apple though, I I think they're just desperate. They just they just want to buy it and just say do whatever you want because they're that desperate to try to get back in the game. And I'll just tell you, just for my experience with Apple Plus or Apple TV. Yeah, Apple TV, whatever. I just renewed it this year or literally this week. I only have only that's I was about to say oh, only sorry. because just, of Ted Lasso. You. Did, My fault. The suspense just ended quick. But I'm yes, sorry. Ted Lasso. <laughs> I didn't know. But like the morning show, I'm not interested in. Even with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston, I'm not watching that. Yes, I watched Cherry, but we didn't even review it on the pod. That's how bad it was. Like, and we review bad movies too. The quote unquote Scrapped bad movies. It. We didn't even review that. And that's Tom Holland. Like that's, the Russo brothers. We didn't review when, that. That's how bad Apple TV or Apple Plus, whatever <laughs> TV Plus, whatever the heck it is. That's how bad they're in right now. So I think they can't meddle in like a Warner Brothers is doing because they don't have that Warner Brothers uh, iconic studio behind it to say we can meddle in. Like Apple's like, we are, we need just something. We, we're that desperate. Yeah, they do. And I know people complain about like, people don't like HBO Max because of like the app issues, the production issues. But when it, when you, when it all gets said and done, you look at the properties Warner Brother owns, like you're going to have HBO Max. Apple TV simply doesn't have, have that as you're saying. A24, if you have the collection of films exclusively on Apple TV, the cinema buffs, will that's going to be the priority because they're that big right now, right? Um, anything else to say about uh, Apple TV and potentially A24 combining? No, nothing else on that front. Okay. Um, I want to talk about Ryan Reynolds. We're going to talk about Deadpool because oh even though this wasn't a show or a movie, this is the first time he's interacting with MCU characters. This is his debut. And so like him doing Let's it go. through like a, like a tweet and a video, something in a promotion for another movie. Something very unique. Much, very much Deadpool. Very much Deadpool. He's not going to just like team up with Spider-Man in a movie. He's not going to team up with Wolverine. Nope. He, he might. might team up oh, with Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine, yeah. I was like, Spider-Man. Yeah, he, might, he won't team up with any of these heroes. He's, his first interaction is not with a big stud. It's with Korg. Cool. It makes sense though. Taika Waititi, free guy connection there makes sense why it would be that. So but, and also promoting free guy, which is even like, just putting helpful. that aside. Obviously, yes, that's why they did it in the first place. Putting that aside, I think it's interesting that they chose him, like Korg, because it's just like they're both very comedic characters. Are you Korg? You can argue is the funniest person in the MCU. You could make that argument. Like I think he, I think he might be. He's only appeared in two movies, um, so I love that. I love that. And it brought up an idea that I wrote in a blog. Ricky Flicks, Deadpool three needs a director. Taika Waititi, it has to be. Is Taika Waititi a potential suitor for Deadpool? 3? I think it's almost. It's they're doing Free Guy. We're reviewing it. I think August seventeenth or no, no, it comes out August seventeenth. We review it the next week or the following week after that. I think that's right, but. They 13. Got, they're, they're 13, thank you. They're establishing a connection right now, clearly. Good chemistry. Great chemistry. Uh-huh. Great chemistry. You see what Taika Waititi did with Thor. Thor was dying after the Dark World, and Taika Waititi brought it up back to Ragnarok, arguably the greatest MCU film of all time, arguably. Deadpool was at an all-time high. It could carry it as, like, the, MC, the best MCU character, as in, like, the, the most popular, and he might already be the most popular, but, like, the best franchise. Tiggy that good. The, creative, wor- the creativeness and zaniness of these two people, Ryan Reynolds and Tiger Watiti, they just mesh so well together. And the fact they're doing this promotion in the introduction to the MCU, I think it's just it's just lining up. It's gonna happen, I think. And you've had like two like serious directors, I would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, on the more serious side, you got John Wick, uh, former director David, David Leach, working with Ryan Reynolds. Right? He's not like a comedic type of director. I mean, I can only imagine the set of 
Deadpool 3 with Taika Waititi and imagine, Ryan Reynolds. Imagine Chris Hemsworth Thor comes in. Like, oh my god. That would be insane. Obviously, that I don't know how they would ever do that, but like that would be something. Um, but my only problem with this is that we're getting a little too excited because, to be honest, Taika has a bigger, a much bigger project coming up that mm-hmm. we're just kind of glancing over, and that's with a, a Star Wars project that there's no details on. He's going to do something completely new with Star Wars. He's even said it himself. So he's got to focus on that after Thor, Love and Thunder. So I don't know if he'll have time for a Deadpool 3 or 4 whenever he does come into the frame. So I'm a little nervous that we're getting too excited. But we're excited. We're so excited. <laughs> like that. Like that uh, uh, Taika Waititi is like the, one of the hottest directors on the streets right now. If, yeah. if, there, yeah. if a franchise needs a director, one of the first names they point to is Taika Waititi. Or just a creative project in general. Think Jojo Rabbit, right, man? Yeah. He's one of the best minds in Hollywood. Don't uh, forget about Next Goal Wins that's coming out. Army Hammer, isn't it? And the fast train, and the fast train, and the fast train. The like, second uh, Michael Fassbender reference we had this episode, uh, we recorded the review and top billing earlier. So this, will, so uh, this is coming afterwards. This is the second reference to Michael Fassbender today, who also apparently is with. Did you see this, Ricky Flex, Mister uh, Gossip Guy, Natalie Portman with? Oh my God! The fast train, both of them together, new couple, bang, huge. <sighs> Wow, how old is Michael Fassbender and Natalie Portman? Now I think they're both around forty. Okay, so Michael Fassbender is forty-four. Ah, close. And Natalie Natalie Portman Portman is thirty-nine. Yeah, I don't think she's forty. Can she? She's forty. Oh, I was off. I was off. Wow. All right, that makes sense. By the way, if you haven't seen Shame, uh, Michael Fassbender, it's it's unrewatchable, maybe, but that's a crazy Michael Fassbender role that. It's it's insane. You, if you love movies, you should probably watch that. But it's dark. Uh, yeah, it is, it is dark. You got to be in the right mindset. Right? Yeah. Don't don't like. I mean, honestly, it's not comfortable to watch that with another person. I think, but it's also you don't want to watch it alone. So it's like it'll just make you feel depressed. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's a tough watch. But in Fast Train, it's back. I also, uh, Ricky Flex. Last thing, Star Trek back on track after Star Trek Beyond. Last time we saw it was 2016. I'm happy that we have Chris Pine back as uh, Captain Kirk, Zachary Quinto as Spock. I thought those were two spot-on castings. I honestly don't know if they're coming back. It hasn't been confirmed. They're just expected to come back. But fingers crossed we get them, huh? Yeah, I agree. Like, Chris Pine, I think, is an amazing actor. Zachary Quinto is really good as well. Uh, He's actually also a robot in Invincible, the TV series on Amazon Prime, which if you haven't watched that by now, like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a must-watch if you have Prime, if and you obviously do have Prime. It's Amazon Prime, right? Everyone has that. But unbelievable TV show. And Zachary Quinto is funny in that as a voice voice actor. Which but, one uh, is he? I didn't even know robot. he was in the show. He's robot? Oh, yeah. that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. It's, it's the perfect role. He's, it's basically Spock voicing Spock. You that cast I mean? is low-key the best animated cast of all time. Yeah. Marshall Ali, Stephen Young, J.K. Simmons. Uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Uh, there's so many more. But uh, – we don't yeah, Z- Zazie P- uh, Zazie Zazie Beats. Beats. like yeah, you can look it up yourself. It's unreal. We already gave you a bunch, but those are all core characters. That was just top um, of our head. Right. And then I also do want to mention one other thing on the checkup because I feel like we aren't talking about it this as much uh, because there's just so many big names that are going on this cast and it's Indiana Jones and Antonio Banderas is back. It's going to be the old per- person action movie. Feels natural though, right? Antonio Banderas, Daniel oh, yeah. Jones. That feels natural. Though. You got Zorro, Zorro, Spy Kids. He's an action star. 
Honor. Screw it. Screw it. Just make him as Zorro in Indiana Jones 5. The hats. Who has a better hat? Zorro or Indiana Jones? Wow. That I is... Mean, uh, Indiana Jones has, like, the more recognizable hat, but in terms of swag, you gotta go Antonio Banderas' Zorro. Zorro's swag is insane. Like, honestly, Antonio Banderas is also in other action movies, like Desperado, um, and I don't know what else. He's got K-Wire, absolute wheels. But absolute wheels. He's, his swag is off the charts. Off the charts. So I think you got to take him, even though Indiana Jones might be the best action character of all time. Incredible. That does it for the checkup this week. I will now send it over to Nez, who is here for our review of Space Jam, A New Legacy. Our review this week is of Space Jam 2, currently trending at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 81% audience score uh, and a 4.3 out of 10 rating on IMDb. The synopsis is about LeBron James and his son, Dom, getting trapped in a digital space by a rogue AI. To get home safely, LeBron teams up with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the Looney Tunes for a high-stakes basketball game against the AI's digitized Champions of the Court, a powered-up roster called the Goon Squad. So, guys, welcome to the Space Jam 2 review. Um, I guess we'll go around the horn here, and we'll get some knee-jerk reactions. Um, I guess I'll go with our special guest, J-Man, here, if you want to you know, lead us off on your, uh, on your initial reactions to, uh, to Space Jam 2. What, what are your thoughts here? Um, I mean, first, I just want to say thank you for being, letting me come on the pod for the first time. <laughs> been a dream never been here at all we'll get to it jay man we'll get to it we'll get to it um i mean you i i feel like there's either two reasons you watch space jam it's either you're um a looney tunes fan or you just wanted to see mj dominate lebron in another fashion and that's basically what happened wow like, yet again i know tough off the start but you but lebron can't act he, he had he he had a chance and like train wreck, but like this, ugh. I'm with you. I was shocked by this. I was shocked. I thought not it wasn't gonna be a masterclass or anything, but I thought he was gonna put up more of an effort. It seemed like they he shot all of his scenes in one day and he rushed through it. I don't know what happened. It just he, he seemed off to me. It seemed off. He was just. I think this is clearly a kids movie, right? So some of the dialogue say hard work one more time or you got to put in that work one more time lebron <laughs> please but uh that didn't help him out but guess what like it is what it is the kids movies kids aren't going to realize he's a bad actor that's my thoughts on that all right well my initial reaction is people didn't come to watch like lebron put on a tour de force he's not the next michael fassbender out here everyone knows what you're getting when you're watching lebron james act okay and let's not act like michael jordan is on this pantheon of great <laughs> actors either he's not all right he's pretty crappy in space jam but what i was looking for when i saw this movie you had two different types of fans i know jay man kind of had his theory on this i thought you either had the older audience right feeling nostalgic want to see that space jam how it compares to this new legacy with lebron and then you had the newer crowd that kind of buys into like this algae rhythm all this computerized gaming trying to make it relevant to these young people but i mean i thought the movie my first like like initial reaction was it couldn't decide what it wanted to be Right. So it has like all these like really weird. I know we're going to get into it with the Warner Brothers IP all, and like that really appeals to the older, older audiences. But at the same time, there's not much connection to the previous Space Jam. Right. Which kind of upset me a lot. Yeah. But 
overall, just a couple of lines. And I know we're going to get to the, the Looney Tunes and their like specific how they're portrayed and everything. I was pretty disappointed with that as well, to be honest. Uh, Nez, what were you, what were your initial reactions? I mean, social media is really just absolutely destroying this movie right now. And uh, I was reading that stuff going into it, preparing to see like a really, really terrible movie. I kind of had a good time and I'm a huge LeBron hater, but I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> the little rap scene with Porky the pig, um, you know, a Brian. lot of the graphics, a lot of the mm-hmm. Easter eggs with all of the other, you know, Warner brothers movies. I found pretty, pretty cool. The little uh, compilation of them picking up all the Looney tunes and all of the different, you know, cinematic universes. Mm-hmm. I was entertained by that. There's a couple moments. Now that being said, yeah, LeBron is not a great actor. I wasn't really prepared for him to be an amazing actor, although I did think he was going to be a little bit better than he ended up being. Um, but that being said, you know, I had fun with this movie. It's a kid's movie. It's a, it's a kid's movie. So, you know, we all have, we all have the original Space Jam on a pedestal. But, um, and, and for good reason, because it was, it's a legendary movie. But, you know... As much as I like to hate on LeBron, which I really usually do, and I there, trust me, there will be some LeBron hate on this podcast today. Um, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, especially after reading everything on social media all weekend. Yeah, I actually, I do agree with both of you, as in Dr. O and Nez, where we put Space Jam, the original Space Jam on a pedestal where that movie had some cringy and crazy things happen. Michael Jordan going on a spaceship to a minor league baseball game. And that how the, that's how the movie ends. Like, what are we doing there? And obviously, Michael Jordan is not the greatest actor of all time. But Iconic. I think the big reason why that one, uh, that uh, the original Space Jam is just light years ahead of this Space Jam is because the story was simple and it, it really brought out MJ's competitiveness. And honestly, it had the stars really shown very well with Bill Murray. It had Charles Barkley and the gang there, Muggsy Bowes, Larry Johnson, and so on. Patrick Ewing, and it showed them storyline. So you got, you got to see the stars. Here, you saw like Anthony Davis is like a bird, like terrible CGI there that I hated. Diana Taurasi done dirty. The only cool one was Damian Lillard, but he came in at the end. But then, but the whole point is, this movie was two hours long, so complicated, whereas the original Space Jam was like 80 minutes and just a simple competitive story that you loved watching. And you talk about the story too. And like you talk about how it being simple and everything, but also it was just more centric to the Looney Tunes. Like this is Space Jam, the partnership between Michael Jordan and the Tunes. That was the whole premise of the first one. And then it's also that if the Tunes, they're recruiting Michael Jordan, they need him or else they're going to become slaves on a different planet, right? right? So it's really centric to the Looney Tunes. This whole story is about LeBron and his son, right? And then traveling through these different worlds, right? Picking up the Looney Tunes, but the Looney Tunes aren't even a central part of the story until, right? They get to the court and then Algae Rhythm uh, all of a sudden says, yeah, if you don't win this game, uh, all the Looney Tunes are dead. Like, right. it wasn't even centric towards them. And like, honestly, I grew up on Looney Tunes. I love Looney Tunes. I'm not just talking about Space Jam. I'm not, I'm not talking about Looney Tunes back in action. I'm talking about the OG cartoons, right? OG cartoons. I grew up on those. So I was so upset when i when they that they weren't such a uh they didn't command the screen as much as these ips and lebron's story with his family i get it, it has a nice theme and everything but you're trying to make it zany right you gotta you have to put the looney tunes on the forefront no yeah and they just look terrible in this movie in live action i hated it 
keep him normal 2D. I don't know why they changed it. I agree with that too. Like, like those are meant to be 2D characters. Like seeing them like that threw me off a bit. I think it was meant to modernize it for, for, you know, the modern audience, like even the kids probably, you know, they don't watch, they don't watch cartoons that are like that 2D anymore. So it was probably to make it more palatable for them. I'm not entirely sure, but I do agree. There was really no reason for the Looney Tunes to be involved in this movie based off of, you know, the way that they set it up other than the fact that it's Space Jam 2 and they have to have the Looney Tunes, but like he just so happens to land on, you know, the Looney Tune, Looney Tune world or whatever and, and run into Bugs Bunny and then they have to go get everybody to get the same exact team that they had in the original, minus Michael Jordan. But it, they just don't really fit. It just doesn't really make, like, make a ton of sense for them to be here. Literally, like I said, other than the fact that it's Space Jam 2 and they have to be there. So they kind of, you know, shoehorn them in a little bit. Um, and, and I get why. I just think they could have done a better job explaining or... Uh, giving a, giving reason for him to have to team up with the Looney Tunes because there's a whole there's whole cinematic universes out there for him to partner up with and partner <laughs> up with the Looney Tunes. Exactly, I could have just said no. And like J Man, as a Looney Tunes novice, how do you, what is your feeling about the handling of these iconic characters? I mean, like in the when they go CGI in Bugs is like that's it. Like, that just shows how, like, iconic they are in 2D. Like, they should never, ever go CGI. So, I mean, overall, though, I did. I love them. I love seeing them. I'll watch anything with Looney Tunes. But, like, like Nez said, when they were, like, stranded all over the place, like, Lola's trying to, like, like be homies with Wonder Woman and, like, <laughs> oh, my God. I like that wow. scene. That one was so good. And, like, I don't know. I mean, it was really good when they were doing the like zany stuff especially like the second half of the game when like they finally could be the looney tunes again that's when the movie i thought was like that's when it was peaking but like all the i don't know all the setup in the background was like unnecessary it was it was kind of long too to set the whole thing up right where like like lebron that's previewing the relationship with his son and then he's getting uh sucked into this world the server verse with algae rhythm losing his son and then he's going to tune world and they're going to these other universes the focus was off for this movie right as, as ricky flick said it was super complex um but i want to talk about the ips because this felt like a massive uh advertisement or like basically warner brothers showing off to the world like look at our great properties this is inc- like look subscribe at subscribe to hbo max yeah subscribe to hbo max like i'm surprised this movie just didn't debut strictly on hbo max so what did you guys think of like oh like flick i'll go to you but what do you think about like the ips being used and did you have a favorite scene with them being used yeah so definitely the studio metal with this it, the director got replaced in the beginning and Terrence uh, Mann, who was a co-writer on this, like 14 other people were, he left the project because he didn't like the studio meddling with it. So it just shows you that Warner Brothers isn't done meddling with projects, uh, calling it Christopher Nolan. But my favorite scene with the other IP, I honestly really did like the Lola Bunny one. I like the Mad Max Fury one, but my favorite and most shocking, and it's only because of my love, for this show and i know nez and i talked about it last week was rick and morty that was insane that they had that yeah. i was completely shocked that in a kid's movie they used rick and morty like rick and like rick is a drunk and swears non-stop and talks about sex and all these other things and they meant they had them in space jam 2 especially when you watch this season you're like oh my god i can't <laughs> believe rick, rick and morty were in a kid's movie but 
Uh, no, I was, I was really happy to see it. I, I laughed and uh, I actually waved my roommate over from the, from the room over. I was like, Rick and Morty are in space jam, which was pretty cool. Uh, I really liked a lot of the callbacks and the little Easter eggs and just kind of going into different movies and movie universes. I thought it was really cool and seeing Bugs Bunny and all those different universes is always really fun. Um, so, you know, I think some people were rubbed the wrong way about it, but I, I enjoyed it. I do think it's weird that the Drukes from uh, from from Clockwork Orange are in in the Looney watching the Looney Tunes play ball in a kids I, movie. I, I don't know how that exactly. got allowed. Exactly. I hated those. They were all like not even B level, but C level stuntmen for like all those movies, like a Clockwork Orange, Pennywise, Mister Freeze, Mister Freeze, Freeze, Jack Nicholson's the Batman, the, the Night King, and the White Walkers. Like all those, just it looked terrible because they the White were just Walkers so obviously really bad. Yeah, the White Walkers look terrible. Yeah, and Adam West's Batman, like that was just ridiculous. What I they thought were it doing. was, I thought it was funny. I, I just, I, I just thought that the, the, you know, the, you know, murderous rapists shouldn't be, you know, courtside. Yeah, them courtside action. Who gave them that yeah. movie? Yeah, we had Don Cheadle, Algy Rhythm himself. Uh, but like, I, I like that aspect of the movie. I like, I'm personally, that's selfishly, like, I like seeing these properties. But it goes mm-hmm. with the idea of like, like, first of all, favorite scene in terms of the flat of the going to the different like worlds has got to be Mad Max. That was incredible. I love why. Oh, that was sick. Spraying on right, like the, the 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 white stuff on his face with the smile. And you got the guy on the guitar ripping it and everything. That was awesome. I like that. But then it goes the idea like a kid's watching this movie, like they don't even know half of these references, right? That's a huge part of it. And then mm-hmm. if you're gonna like relate to these like franchises that are for adults, you got to have a stronger connection to the older Space Jam. And there really wasn't any. You had like. Uh, you had Bugs Bunny breaking the fourth wall where he says like, oh, we have to play a basketball game against like, and you need the Looney Tunes to help you out. I've seen this story before. And then you had a quick cameo of the Monstars, right? On also yep. courtside. They were in it for one second, one second. Mm-hmm. They didn't go through an entire, like an entire film to be completely neglected in the sequel. I don't even know if I consider this a sequel. It's more of just like a yeah. reimagination. It's a new um, legacy, Dr. O. But, I, but like you got you got to yeah recognize your roots. You got to recognize your roots, and I, it just pissed me off that like these guys learned basketball like Looney Tunes in the first Space Jam, and then they had to relearn basketball when they're with <laughs> LeBron James. Like we already went through this. He went to the twenty five whole... years. It's been twenty five years. Oh yeah, yeah. They have to be uh, refreshed a little bit. But like that bit. that upset me a lot. I don't know. It's just they don't know what your they don't know who their audience was. It's just all about branding for them. Yeah. Exactly. Big time. I mean, we talked about like this one being like, I, I saw this earlier that the guy, I think it was uh, Malcolm D. Lee said in a potential third space jam, he wanted like the rock to be a part of it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I can actually, I like maybe space jam mania. Like that'd be kind of cool. And like, and like, if you want to do another reimagination, I'd be okay with that. But I kind of like the idea that they might not stay with basketball because first of all, how are you going to top, uh, how are you going to top MJ? How are you going to top LeBron? Like, who's up mm-hmm. next? Maybe, like, taking it in a whole different direction is the way to go, right? What do you guys think about potential ideas for a third one? Did you see, like, way back when uh, the original Space Jam came out that the Warner Brothers went after Tony Hawk to do Skate Jam? I Ooh, saw that today. That's not bad. That'd be cool. It got canceled because, I guess, back in action wasn't good enough for, like, Warner Brothers. So they, like, dropped it. But still, like, that would be sick. That. I like back in action more than this movie. Boy. And like back in action, what I liked most about it, it was like the Looney Tunes at their core. Like it was like a, literally a focus on them. And Brendan Fraser was just along for 
the ride. Yes, he had his little backstory and everything, but you got to shine on all these different characters. It felt like in Space Jam and New Legacy, during the game and everything, they focused on like four characters, whether it be Granny, for some reason, whether yes. it be Gossamer. Gossamer got like so much spotlight in this movie. Like a guy who was not even recognized. He's in one scene of the first Space Jam. Then you had, obviously, you have Daffy Duck and Bugs. By the way, I, I don't like what they did with my boy Daffy. I, like, he was, like he was not himself in this movie. He was dropping like the most obvious lines, the corniest lines. It wasn't – the only thing that was like recognizable to the character is when Daffy said like, oh, at least we're going to get out of this one, Scott Free. And then, then Algae Rhythm says, no, you guys, the Looney Tunes will die at the end if you lose this game. Yeah. Like, that, was, that was pure <laughs> Daffy. That was pure Daffy. But it didn't capture the core of the characters. And then Bugs at some point – it didn't even sound like Bugs Bunny. Am I wrong about that? No, it didn't sound like him at all. It was really bothering me during the movie. I know it didn't with others, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about it every time he spoke. He had some hit or miss moments. I, I was good for a little bit, and sometimes I was like, wait, hold on. That doesn't sound very yeah. often. It shows you how good Mel Blanc was. Like, legend, R.I.P. It's hard to recreate. Mm. Man, and then, like, we talk about these characters. Like, during the game itself right do you guys what, what do you guys think about like the scoring and everything like the bonuses and how it's like appealing to all these younger audiences with like it almost felt like uh i don't even know how to describe it it was like mlb the show like, like nba street nba street yeah, yeah exactly you know like what do you guys think of that aspect did it like turn you off a little bit or did you guys actually enjoy it i mean i didn't watch this movie for the fundamentals of basketball the finals are on so i uh, i thought it was kind of cool don't tell lebron <laughs> Um, I, th- I thought it was I thought it was a cool way to make it more of a fantasy have a, more of a fantasy element to it. There's you're very limited in the things that you can do with just a basketball game. So having like the style points and that little extra part, I thought it was cool. It kind of revealed the fact that uh, you know the Looney Tunes were going to have to be loony to get their style points. But this isn't you know this isn't a cinematic masterpiece that I'm expecting. Yeah. So yeah, I'll let it off the hook. And I was watching this uh, with my girlfriend and she is the one that mentioned this. So I'll give credit to her. She was saying how like kids nowadays, like they're playing video games, not watching TV or movies really as much. And like, this just felt like you're like watching a video game and like, obviously like Twitch and all these streaming platforms for the games are popular with kids. And the intent like was a video game, not an actual basketball game. And like, look at the goon squad design. Like they literally were fake people. They were like, they had a bird, a snake, and whatever. So a robot. So it was literally like a video game. So I do agree with her on that aspect. That that's that was their goal with this and aim it towards the kids. But it goes to yeah. Dr. O's point. Again, is this movie for kids or adults? Because then you have the like you have like going through the IP that's like rated like R franchises and things like that. So it really meddled with both sides. It's I mean, it's for kids. It has there has to be for kids. Uh, but they knew that we were going to watch it anyways. That's the thing. They knew the adults were going to watch it anyways for the nostalgia and so we can make fun of LeBron. Also, these days when it comes to video games and their popularity, I mean, Twitch streamers are making professional athlete money now. It's crazy how much money people can get paid to just play video games and kids will just sit there and watch saw, other people play video games. One esports team is sponsored by Gucci now. Did you guys see that on Twitter? Oh my God. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's nuts. But it, to be honest, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not about Mr. Fundamentals or anything. I love Looney Tunes. I like them being nuts. But I thought it was just like, it, 
I just like wanted us punching my fist in the air when Ernie Johnson at the end of the game said the uh, the tunes are one uh, one style point way away from victory. I was yeah. just like, come on, you didn't have to add that. They're down by one. They're down by one. Also, they couldn't they couldn't find Mike Breen. Come on, we all know he's the goat. <laughs> Bang for Charles Barkley to go with Ernie. Now that would have been fun. Yeah, that will call back to the original Space Jam. That's terrible. <laughs> oh speaking of cameos boys boys oh, we're doing this boys oh, who cameoed MJ. at halftime who MJ. cameoed yeah. MJ, mj did mbj mbj who called it this guy this guy called it very humble folks You're gonna, very humble i'm gonna i'll i'm tweet we're tweeting out tomorrow this video of me in a previous pod saying michael b jordan will cameo as michael jordan in space jam 2 yeah, no, we. I think we all agreed that that might that the real MJ would not actually. Yeah, do that. yeah, yeah. I kind of wished he would, but but if we talk about other cameos for a second, Stephen Young, what what are we doing here? What was that? What was he doing here? What was that? And Sarah Silverman, I hate her. Dude, she dude, is so had, bad. But Stephen Young, she's not Yeun, like a family are... friendly person. I don't know what she was doing in a kids movie. Stephen, you must have done like a like a, he must have called up like uh, Malcolm D. Lee, and he was just like, "Hey, I need a spot in Space Jam." Yeah, we could put you at a board meeting with LeBron. And you he's a massive LeBron line. fan. He's an Oscar-nominated actor, and he has one line in Space Jam: A New Legacy, and it's not even really a cameo. He's not playing himself or anything. He's just like showing up and saying, True. "Like, yeah, LeBron, we'll do whatever you say." That was so weird. So he probably weird. got paid pretty well. I assume. I assume, or he just wanted the clout. Yeah, honestly, get his name out there. Mm-hmm. Possible. Man, oh man. Uh, I also, guys, so I kept trying to make comparisons. And I think it's a natural comparison between LeBron and his kids, his family, right? So what do you think of like Bryce Maximus watching this movie back? He, like he, seeing the treatment of like LeBron to his son. What do you think he was going through his mind when he watched this sequel? He must have been livid. I don't think Wait, he would have. So Bryce, Max, so Bryce Maximus is LeBron James' son. So Bronny is the high school, the yeah, senior in high yeah. school, mm-hmm. who's going to uh, college bas- who's going to be a college basketball player. He's a prospect for the NBA. His other son, Bryce, is notorious. Like he's not notorious, he's a nerd. excuse me, but he's known for being a little nerdy. He wears but he's good at basketball. Chubby. Like he looks very similar to the actual actor <laughs> playing him in the movie. But so he's good at basketball. Now. What is going through Bryce Maximus James's mind as he's watching this film? My dad thought of me this way. Like cuz he's good at basketball now. I'll give him credit. Like he's pretty good, but he's still like the nerd of the family. Was well, got so good he... handles. Did you watch the movie? <laughs> I don't know. That I felt bad for him a little bit, but then again, like he's still like he's actually good at basketball, just not as good as Bronny. Yeah, he's just not, you know, LeBron James Jr. Uh, that is that has got to be tough tough to watch and uh, I I don't really know it, it is weird I think also people don't really know Michael Jordan's family when this thing comes out in the nineties because it's not social media you can't follow Michael Jordan's son on on Instagram or see him on live TV but I feel like I know LeBron's family just because of social media mm-hmm. and like you know you see him all over the place so now like you're watching this movie and you're like well that's clearly not LeBron's son but like I don't know maybe at the time you could just almost sell it like oh that might be Michael Jordan's family I don't know it's just weird it's like we know Bronny you know Dr. O knows Bryce's middle name 
like it's just like we're so connected with like Ronnie, celebrities LeBron, and LeBron just calls him Bryce Maximus all the time. He goes like Bryce Maximus on Instagram, Bryce Maximus birthday. Maximus. <laughs> he always says his middle name, but it's also yeah, it's a hilarious. flex that your middle name is Maximus. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So I just think it was definitely a little weird to like watch like, you know, LeBron and his fictional family just because I feel so connected to them like through social media and we know, you know, who they are. Mm-hmm. Ronnie could have played that the other son easy. Rich Paul got done dirty in this movie too. Yeah, oh my true. God. Look at Tra- Tracy from Atlanta. He's, he's doing big <laughs> things now working with LeBron. <laughs> my goodness. That was hilarious. Malik. Um, I also do want to go out on a limb because I did promise that I was gonna, there was going to be some LeBron slander. Uh, if you do remember correctly, the end of Space Jam, oh. MJ takes it to the hole, extends his arm oh. all by himself, puts the team on his back, and wins the game. But what did LeBron need? LeBron needed a surprise power-up pass from his teammate. <laughs> it just shows Batman. that he doesn't have the clutch gene and he's incapable of closing out games by himself. He needed somebody else to help him. Otherwise, he's not making that. Bugs is M- Batman. Yeah. And M- MJ, yeah, he was. M- MJ put the team on his back, stretched his arm, defied physics to win the game. LeBron needed that power up from from someone I, else. I'm just saying. I was Bugs thinking sacrificed this. Sacrificed his life. He yeah. sacrificed his life I, for the team. He laid his life on the line, and LeBron didn't stop him. What's to be said about that? And I was thinking about this too when they showed the Batman and Robin, and LeBron was as Robin. Michael Jordan would have never allowed that to happen. He'd be like, "I'm never a Robin." That's true. He, he he's too competitive. He would be like, "No, I'm Batman." Think about the DC world. I had a little quick reference I wanted to make, like the disloyalty to Looney Tunes. You you had they go to like the superhero world, DC world, like the Bruce Tim universe with the animated like Batman mm. and uh, Superman characters. You had Daffy dressed as Superman. If you know Looney Tunes, Daffy is Duck Dodgers. Yeah, he's Duck Dodgers. What are we doing? What are like 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 that is supposed to? Like, how do you make him Superman? Like where is the reference? Jay man you're a Duck Dodgers guy, no? Yeah, but I'm, I don't know where Superman comes into this. What do you I mean? mean? Something. Like, I don't know. Duck Dodgers is in space. Superman's not in space. Well, I mean, when they go to the world and, like, Daffy's, like, doing that care, like, in, oh, on the you're train, saying, doing, uh, like, uh, like, he was dressed up as Superman. He should have been Duck Dodgers. should have been his own super. I see what you're saying now. Yes, I agree with you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying Daffy's not capable of being Superman because I'll let him be Superman. He's certainly not capable, I'll tell you that. I think he could do it. <laughs> His affiliation oh. with the Lunatons is high. Jesus. Wait, wait. I mean, when we were talking about family, when I'm just, I could not get this out of my head the whole movie. The fact that LeBron's son was Dom and all of those memes around Fast and Furious when he's just like, family. Like, that's all I could think of the whole time I was watching. He's like, I got to save my son for my family. I was like, Dom, family. <laughs> I was caught up in the Fast and Furious. I was caught I up just, with every time I, I mentioned it. Oh, my God. It's been blowing up my entire timeline on Twitter now. Everyone's family. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So I think it's time we throw out some scores, no? Flexer? Oh, let's let the guests go first. Oh, you're right. Sorry, J-Man. Apologies. Uh, I, I can do it. Um, I mean, I would give it like, I'd probably say like a 60, but I'll subtract. What was it? 
subtract uh, five, five for all the rings LeBron didn't bring back to Miami like he promised. So <laughs> we'll go with uh, we'll it. we'll go with fifty five for me. Wow, love it. I'm gonna go forty. It's a kids movie. I was gonna go lower, but I- I'm like the more time I'm thinking about it and as we're talking about it, I've accepted. Like, all right, they did its job here. And I think a great example is with Don Cheadle, the algae rhythm character, where he went really into this character. This is a, like a highly acclaimed actor, and he's playing this character. But he actually put an effort for this. You could see, like, he tried. And I think he just really tried because he knew that this was going to work with kids. So I think that just kind of resonated with me as time goes on now since I've watched it. I'm going to go with a 40. You make it sound like you're giving it credit for giving it a 40. It's better than what I was going to do. Not Tom and Jerry levels, but it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be good. Oh god. Uh shall I go, doctor? Absolutely. I'm going with uh, I'm going with a 67. I had a good time watching this movie. It's a kids movie, you know, not to be taken too seriously. Still hate LeBron, but um you know, I had fun. There were some laughable moments and and some, you know, really cool Easter eggs in this movie. 67. I'm going to 41. Uh, I know it's a kids movie, but the kids movie stuff I didn't like. <laughs> to be honest, I feel like if I was a kid and they treated the Looney Tunes like this, I would hate it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm holding a hard grudge against Warner Brothers for what they've done. Um, and then LeBron, we know he's not this world class actor, but uh, he was treacherous in the first third of this movie. Treacherous, and I thought it was best when he was just a voiceover actor as an animated yes. character. And uh, yes. so. That was like I think the strength of the movie. And then I and Ricky Flex said it. I think Don Cheadle was actually pretty good. I thought he I thought he was he went all out for the role. And when he really didn't have to, like like yeah. basically like we didn't have no one else went all out for this role. Maybe LeBron did. He's just not good at acting. But I'm gonna stick with the 41 out of 100. Uh, back to you, Nez. All right. Well, that concludes our review of Space Jam Two. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to Ricky Flex for top billing. Thank you, Nez. All right. With special guest J-Man, we got the top billing of Looney Tunes characters. We got to spin the wheel to see who gets to decide where they want to pick. I'm sharing my screen. Can we all see the screen this time? Mm-hmm. J-Man? Yeah. Are we sure we want to draft five? I mean, my, my board gets pretty thin. After about 10. Okay. That, sorry. I just got the realization I had the first option. Um, we can do four so, since we have <clears throat> so many people. I'm glad you brought that up, Nez, because we actually have a little solution to that issue. We are also, to go along with your five Looney Tunes characters, one of them is a version of Bugs Bunny. So there's not going to be like a single Bugs Bunny picked. There, everyone will get a version of Bugs Bunny. So everyone will have Bugs. So you pick your favorite version or whatever's left of your favorite by the time you're up or decide to pick Bugs Bunny. It could be like the name of the episode and then there's a quick description of it. So everyone gets it. And then on the graphic, I'll have a nice picture up for you of what you want from that episode or movie. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still pretty thin, but uh, we will persevere. The J-, J man. I think he mentioned prior to the podcast he, if he doesn't want Bugs Bunny, he doesn't have to take Bugs Bunny. Are we, yes. are we sticking to that, Flick? I, I think, uh, Nez, what do you think on that? Yeah, no, nobody has to make him take Bugs All Bunny. Right. 
All right, so if you don't want Bugs Bunny, you don't have to pick it. Suspect, Jay, man, suspect. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Oh. The wheel picked me, and I will take the first pick. Am I up now? Um, And the wheel's spinning. Oh, okay. I see. Guys, have we ever tied on a top billing one? Did last week. I know. How do we we break a tie? I was going for a three-peat. That's a good – maybe whoever whoever finishes higher this week. Uh, Actually, no, because then you get a double. Yeah. Well, besides the point, Nez, where do you want to pick? pick Uh, I'll take the three spot. And then now it's down to J-Man and Doc. Doc. Four. The three, right. excuse me. Oh. I meant three. No, Nez already picked the three. Oh, two. Two, 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 two. All right. So Sorry. J-Man, Sorry, you're in the fourth John. slot. All right. All right. So Damn. I'll start this off. Top billing of Looney Tunes characters. I do think the versions of Bugs is deep, clearly. Most iconic anime character of all time. I feel dirty if I don't pick a Bugs Bunny 1-1. So I feel like I have to do the pod justice and do that. So Rabbit of Seville, 1950 Bugs Bunny. The barbershop. Explain like, it. Iconic music. He's... Our Fudd obviously doesn't have any hair. I'm teasing a pick because it's part of the episode. He's putting fertilizer on his hair. He has got flowers coming out of his hair. The, the music, the music is, I forget, um, uh, it's something of Seville, but the iconic opera, like Spanish opera uh, music that everyone knows. But if you know the episode, you understand. That's all you think about now every time you hear that song. <laughs> right. We'll have to add that as a backdrop to this pod, but... Yes, that's gonna be my, the first pick of this draft. That's a good. That's a good pick. Honestly, the only one I had written down, so I got to figure this out here. I, I automatically associate that music with that cartoon, so it's perfect. And I think of, I think of Bugs Bunny and his hands and feet on top of Elmer's head, like scrunching them, right, mm-hmm. wrinkling his head. Right. Right? I think of that immediately. Hell of a barber. Or I think of him just like making the salad on top of his head, just throwing the veggies behind him to the beat of the music. Money. Great pick, um, but I think you, you you took a bold strategy there by going Bugs Bunny scene already or Bugs Bunny episode already. I agree. I just feel as the one one, you had like Bugs Bunny deserves to be the one one of this draft. Best available. All right, I think I know where you're gonna go with this, but go ahead, Doc. Daffy, give me Daffy oh. Duck. Daffy <laughs> Duck is the second overall pick here. I've been a da- I had a Daffy stocking. Since I was very young, I've recently transitioned to another character. I will not tease uh, another Looney Tunes character, but Daffy, he is kind of a screw up, but he's a hilarious screw up and he's our screw up, right? For the Looney Tunes. I love his interactions. He gets, I love his interactions not only with bugs, but with Elmer Fudd, hilarious character, Daffy, who is also amazing in Looney Tunes back in action. Hey man, you don't look happy. I'm so upset. You have no. Hold on. Wait. Give me. Give me one sec. I was gonna do this whole. I... Oh, oh no! Look at the tune squad. 
Yeah, no, oh my god. In the Toon Squad uniform. He tucked it in. He tucked it in. He oh, oh my goodness. Oh my god. Oh, what a reveal. I'm livid. Wow. I'm livid. I'm he livid. has a Toon Squad uniform, I not jersey, the, uniform of Daffy Duck, folks. Oh, Daffy Duck. Respect Duck. the game. Oh my I goodness. I needed it. You, you I ruined everything, Dr. O. Oh. The, I guess I'm the villain of this draft, and I'll wear that. I'll wear that like a oh. badge of honor. Well, this move, this uh, rivalry between you and J Man, something else. First, you forget it's about him in the past. It will never this. end. Oof. Well, oh great pick, Nez. You're on the clock. <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go with with the goat here. I'm. I'm going with a Bugs Bunny pick first or first round, and I'm going with uh, with Duck Season. Duck Season. Uh, Bugs Bunny from the Rabbit Season Duck Season episode. Also an iconic version. Great pick. Great pick. It's a, maybe it's the most famous Bugs Bunny cartoon of all time, or maybe the most recognizable, right? Agreed. Like, like, and that's the association with the two characters, Daffy and Elmer, classic. And it was the first thing that we saw when, uh, when Bugs Bunny was introduced in Space Jam A New Legacy. True, true. Yeah. Referenced in this most recent movie. And the barber scene was also referenced. In, or the, sorry, yeah, they referenced a lot of different ones. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. But, J-Man, you're finally on the clock. Two picks. Go for it. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still in shock. But I guess um, I'll take my second favorite character, Sylvester. I love I love him. I love him. He, he in turn has a I just love a good rivalry and him versus uh a different character that everyone knows who it is. Right. But suck like suckling succotash. Like whatever he says all the time. <laughs> he's always he's always trying his best and he can never he just never gets it done. Like you, you feel for that sometimes. That's why though, for me, he never gets it done. That's why he's not high on my big board. Oh wow, he's good. He's yeah, like way too hard on him. Never way gets too, it done. Way too hard. We never yeah. get it done. He's, he's a cartoon. Like he has to live up to. He, that's his character. Yeah, it's part of his role. He 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 plays. He plays his role very well. He's better than Tom though, and Tom and Jerry. Absolutely. Suffer and suck a tash. <laughs> See, that's so much better. That was pretty good. That was pretty <laughs> I, good. I, 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 had to, I, I had to do it some justice. <laughs> All right, oh. J Man, you're up. Oh yeah, back to back. Um. Uh, ooh. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait on that. I, I'm gonna take the MVP of Space Jam: A New Legacy Two, Wiley Coyote. Wow, a mastermind, mastermind. He also uh, there's a theme. I love an underdog story. I, he never gets uh, <laughs> his his nemesis either. But when he brings out that ball multiplier, and he just lead is gone. Gone. A thousand points. He scored a thousand points. A thousand points. One of the greatest comebacks of all time. Summer. Impressive pick. Greatest picks. The greatest comeback since LeBron came back against the Pistons. Remember that? In the Cavs back in the day? Uh, Did he dab it during that too or no? Was that just. (laughs) Scored like 27 straight points. Oh my God. We didn't even bring up that during the review. Jesus. That dad was so bad. But so outdated. We're talking 2015 Cam Newton. The dad dab. Mm. All right. Two good picks. Nez on the clock. I'm going uh, this one. 
I'm hoping that my my honestly I have a personal favorite that I'm saving for later in the draft, but I'm going with the logo here. I'm going with the Jerry West of Looney Tunes. I'm going with Porky <laughs> the Pig. The, the logo. logo. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you see him at the end of oh, all Lance all folks. He's the logo. He's the logo. Doctor always crying right there. <laughs> Look, that's so good. The logo. It's too perfect. He's the Jerry West of the Looney Tunes. That's all I gotta say about that. And he he deserves the respect. He he deserves the respect he deserves. <laughs> you, you should like you should keep pronouncing it improperly and say a different word just like Porky would do. <laughs> that's a lot i'm not good with accents i can't you got you need mayo on here he's the accent king Mayo. porky's an awesome pick and i meant to say porky before when i was talking about combos with daffy because like there are some iconic looney tunes cartoons with those two and porky i mean you're right the logo you like you can't go wrong that's all folks that's all. Wait, did the mic drop? The mic <laughs> drop. Oh my god! Also, he has bars. Who would have thought? Porky has yeah. bars. Notorious Pig. Notorious Pig. Yeah, that. Come on, like, so we gave it a bad review. But come on, that line was hilarious. Notorious, <laughs> notorious Pig. I was, I was cracking up. I was cracking up. It's like what's up, Doc? And then that's all, folks. The two most like iconic lines. Yeah, yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. But all right. Good pick, Doc. Your second. I'm getting my two favorite Looney Tunes characters of all time. Ricky Flex knows exactly where I'm going because he grew up with me. Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. I have to go with the second round pick. I can't believe it got to me. We got Bugs Bunny's main advers- adversary. You think rabbit season, duck season. Elmer Fudd, you think about the hat, think about the bald head. And with the Looney Tunes cartoons that just came out on HBO Max, season two, he's got his gun back, right? They, they leaned off like leaning like making it almost like so g-rated they brought back the gun and i think that's what makes looney tunes different from like let's say a like disney franchise or like a mickey mouse type of character they go they they go more of the pg rather than g they're on the edge a little bit you see that a lot with bugs bunny so i'm glad that elmer flood has his classic weapon back the adversary to bugs bunny just the villain the joker to the batman as in elmer fudd to bugs bunny Makes sense. Great pick. I don't think he got enough uh, playing time or screen time during this uh, most recent move. In in, in yeah. uh, he was just Doctor uh, Doctor Evil, and that's really it. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny though. Yeah, he was mini me. Yeah, he was mini me. Not enough screen time, in my opinion. I agree. Serve more. Absolutely. Mm. Well, good pick. Off to me. I'm gonna go with my fave, my second. No, third favorite. Third favorite Looney Tune after Bugs and Daffy. And that's Yosemite Sam. I I love Yosemite Sam. He has the guns, he's got the stash, he's got the hair. I and he owns a casino. He owns a casino. Uh even the Sahara episode is great, and that's not even in the Wild West. I love this character. And he's he's also very short, but he's just so into like in all the Wild West, he's, like, always the biggest bounties on him. And he's the shortest guy. Like, and he's an underdog story, as you like to say, J-Man. I love, you love, love Yosemite Sam. A little high of a pick for, for me. but uh, you know. I agree. I agree. He was not so, that high on my big board. But you, stash game is good. Very good. Impressive. And he knows how to wear a hat. That's true. I think of, but, uh, I know. 
I'm like teasing a pick, I guess, but like the mm-hmm. one with Bugs Bunny on a on a runaway train, that scene, that's an iconic Looney Tunes episode. Yeah. Yep, yep. That was on my big board as well for Bugs Bunny. When he pours the um the the I forgot what it is, like some medicine on his on his head and he thinks he's bleeding from the top. <laughs> yeah. You remember that scene? Yeah. He's like feeling it, he's like, oh and he's like saying goodbye to everybody. <laughs> but yep, all right, that's my pick. And then my third, I'm going with I'm going to go with the Tasmanian devil. Great name. I don't think he's, he's, uh, he's not in as many episodes or in as many things as other people that are still on the board. But for me, just by his, just by his presence and what his like actual like superpower quote unquote was skills and just of who he is, he's still that iconic that he's eligible for the third round and respectively. Yeah, iconic, iconic guy, iconic name. Um, I remember growing up, you know, with teachers that would call like the crazy kid in elementary school in class. They would call him that he's the Tasmanian devil. He's he's crazy. Um, and that was always a reference. I don't know if, if teachers are still using those ref- Looney Tunes references with their kids these days. But um, anybody that was crazy was a Tasmanian devil back in the day growing up. That's how I remember it. An absolute wild card, to say the least. An absolute wild card. I thought he was a great spark off the bench for the for uh, the Toon Squad. Like he came in there with like a like a like a th- like a bolt of lightning, literally. And then he goes in there. I don't think he. Ha- I mean, his endurance is pretty impressive for the, the pace that he uh, travels at. So, I mean, I love Taz too. I think he's a great pick, and he doesn't get. He's not in as many cartoons i would say as he really deserves just because he doesn't say anything literally mm, yeah that too there's that one creepy episode where he wears like the fruit crown though and they actually try to make him talk i hate that it's oh, so scary so yeah. scary cross-dressing yeah, taz I, yeah my favorite taz is when he escapes from the zoo for sure i think that's like the go-to taz one baby taz Oh, baby, you're a baby Taz guy. Oh, baby yeah. Looney Tunes. Baby, baby Taz Tunes. is unreal. <laughs> Great reference. All right, Doc. I say, I say, I say, I'm going with Foghorn Leghorn. I had to. I had to do it. I have my top three picks. I have my top three picks. I have my top three picks. Give me Foghorn Leghorn. And we had, I, I just had, to, like, you see him actually in a good amount of uh looney tunes episodes he's like usually like they're three minute like shorts so he's usually like the last one in a third in a 15 minute like segment of looney tunes and he never disappoints iconic voice i love him in the original space jam where he's like dribbling <laughs> in the land of Cro- and then he gets absolutely destroyed right <laughs> <laughs> he gets absolutely destroyed by the monsters but uh just i got to drop him by the voice himself and like i'm surprised he wasn't in the starting lineup for the tune squad just based on height alone how is he not? How is he not the five? Hmm. He doesn't Great have team. the fundamentals. Yeah. Got to put LeBron, in that work. Le- 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 LeBron probably sat him for sure. Like Father right. Leghorn, he he's an alpha. He's not afraid to go up to anybody, including LeBron. Mm, mm, mm. All right, now heck, so bad. All right, um, my next pick is of someone who is otherworldly. I'm going with Marvin the Martian, an absolute icon. 
Oh man, guys, I'm 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 having some like serious flashbacks to being at like Universal Studios back in the day. Like, holy, right? That's yeah. Universal, they have the whole Looney Tune world. Oh my gosh, I'm telling you, driving trip to Universal right now because all I'm thinking about is Marvin the Martian rides and little and 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 the food there. Sorry, totally off topic, but not really. It's dinner time. Universal trip, Marvin the Martian. We gotta go. I love the look of Marvin the Martian. They did a great design with him. He looks For amazing. Sure. Totally um, overlooked in this movie. Gets he gets to you know always well, gets he has, the uh, short end of the stick. He's kind of a science uh, scene stealer though, because he has the classic flag. They, yep. they did a classic uh, joke on that, and then mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie again with the ship when they arrive at the stadium. So you, they still try he, to incorporate him. You knew he was coming back after that first scene where Bugs and LeBron steal a ship. You knew mm-hmm. he was coming back in some way, and definitely it was a little bit of a scene stealer at the end too. Mm. All right, Jay, man, you're back. I want Foghorn Leghorn, and that got stolen from me again. So keep keep up the hot street, Dr. Rivalry's brewing. For, dude, I literally had the best shirt in eighth grade. It was Foghorn Leghorn's shirt, and it just said Wingman on it. It was just, That's I pretty thought cool. it was the nice. shit. You get that target? Uh, Coles. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I I am going to take – um. I'm actually going to do my, I'll do my Bugs Bunny now and I'll take uh, Bugs Bunny from Space Jam, a new legacy because he put it, he, he left it all on the court. He sacrificed himself. True. And that's what you want. That's what you want in a teammate and a friend, family. Family. It's always family. Low key, a dark ending to this movie, like where you, you don't show like bugs back with the other Looney Tunes. Is he actually dead in the Looney Tune world? Was he a figment of LeBron's imagination the whole time? Yeah. yeah. yeah maybe at least he's time. going to Taco Tuesday, though, so don't That's forget. True. Thank God. Well, I turned it off immediately after that. I literally hit the X button right when he said Taco Tuesday. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, get this thing off my screen. They had to do that for the kids. For the kids. For the kids. J-Man, you're fourth. Um, I'm going to take the Toon Squad's version of uh, Dame Time, and I'll go Roadrunner. Got Wiley's, Wiley's arch rival, just a speed demon. I mean, he also had some something to do with the uh, bringing back the lead. So, you need – I don't know. I love him. I, I used to sprint in high school. I'm fast. So, I see yeah. a lot of myself in the Roadrunner. <laughs> Can't talk, BB. It's like That's looking it. in a mirror. <laughs> There are many of times where I've only said beep beep when I'm confused and stumped, like stuttering. <laughs> get out of get out of jail free card. Beep, beep. We have one of the iconic duos of the Looney Tunes with Wiley and Roadrunner, so that's that's formidable. Nez, you're up. All right, I'm gonna go uh, go back to back speed picks here. I'm going with Speedy Gonzalez. Nice, my fourth pick, and. Uh, with a thin big board, a hope and a dream that my favorite Looney Tunes character is still remaining at round five. I'll just tease you guys with that. Speedy got a lot of love in this movie. Like more, more than I expected. And I loved him like in the Matrix with Granny. What, a, what mm-hmm. an unusual pairing. Usually I think know. Of, you mm-hmm. think of Granny and obviously two other characters, but like Speedy and like uh, Speedy, as I said before, I used to be one of my favorites as well. He still is. I, I have my my stocking currently for Christmas. This is a Speedy Gonzalez stocking. Really? Yeah. It's incredible. Yes, it's a pretty big one too. It's like the it's like literally eight times this size. 
All right, All Doc. Right. I mean, there's two I want to go with. One's like more of a low key pick, and then one's an obvious pick. I feel like I'm hitting a lot of the uh, a lot of the big names here. I'm gonna go with a smaller name. There's one obvious one. I'm, I'm gonna go with the other. I'm going with Gossamer. I'm going with Gossamer. Uh, I'm thinking of. Oh, he actually got way more screen time in this than I expected with Space Jam 2. You think of Bugs Bunny basically tormenting Gossamer as he's running around the, the, haunted, the haunted castle, right? Mm-hmm. He's like the Frankenstein. Like, he's the one, the creation. And I think about his creator. And also, that guy, really, I, he would be on my list of least favorite uh, Looney Tunes, just based on his look alone, the way he talks. You guys know who I'm talking about? Yes. Oh my God. Scary, 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 scary. So I'm, I'm good with Gossamer, not good with the scientist. That's like my obscure pick, I guess, for uh, this draft. Mm. Yeah. Gossamer got a lot of love in this movie, a lot of love. And then again, he kind of got hated on a little bit. They did him dirty a lot. So like you got a lot of screen time, but he kind of got hated on. So he shut down Clay Thompson. Not many people they can did. say that. <laughs> not many. No, Gossamer, no. near and dear to my heart. Uh, I think it's my mom's favorite character. She had a T-shirt, a Gossamer T-shirt growing up. She still might have it. But I remember waking, uh, growing up looking at that, going to Looney Tune World and being like, oh, mom, it's your T-shirt. It's right there. It's Gossamer. <laughs> I'm serious about this Universal trip. He's <laughs> oh serious, folks. All right. Off to me. I'm going to go first one. I'm going to go Lola Bunny. The best tune squad non uh best looney tune basketball player fundamentals yep she has the fundamentals uh, wonder woman loves her lola bunny that's gonna true honorary amazon mm-hmm. that, i thought that animated scene was maybe like the most well done out of all of them including all the worlds they go to i did the matrix one was pretty cool not gonna lie dun, but dun, 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 dun. when you hear that music you yeah. get kind of hyped yeah they had the, yeah. the music was good they, yeah. like they should have had well. um should have had Gal Gadot voice Wonder Woman. That would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Those was Zaria Dawson. Oh, was it? Yeah, because she does it in the uh Justice League series. Yeah, so it made sense. And I didn't mention this, but Speedy Gonzalez, um that was Jose Iglesias, right? Big Fluffy. Oh yeah, Gabriel, I remember Gabriel, Gabriel sorry. I said Jose, that's former uh, oh, I didn't know that's that's pretty Gabriel, funny. big fluffy, yeah. I think that was him. Um but yeah, forgot to mention that. But yeah, Zendaya was good in this. Uh mm-hmm. I, th- I know when it got released that she was a little bunny. There was a like a big, uh, big, big, big activity on social media, either like it or hating it. I thought she was good, Zendaya. But all right, my fifth and final pick. I'm going with it's the person that always beats Sylvester, and that's Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird, my sister's favorite Looney Tune. Shout out Peyton. I obviously the board's thin here, but. Tweety Bird, the one that everyone thinks it's a girl. That's what I'm picking. That's how thin this board is. I like Tweety. I like Tweety. Yeah, Tweety. Tweety's iconic. Yeah. I thought I thought, but he can't. And I mean, we also have to do a deep dive. How long was Tweety inside of Sylvester before they got to the spaceship? But he actually got <laughs> I her. Don't know. Yeah, he, he actually did. got her for years, probably. <laughs> he couldn't, he didn't metabolize her, though. Interesting. <laughs> She's just like hung out in his stomach. I guess so. Time. Jeez. J-Man, you a fan of Tweety? I mean, nah, not really. It was my not brother's really. favorite when he was growing up. And like, uh, so I just went totally anti like Tweety sucks. I used to think <laughs> that, I used to think Tweety was a girl. Yeah, yeah I feel like everyone take. does. Yeah. 
used to think Tweety was a girl. That it was a, it was he, he. It's a he. I had no idea. You know? How did we even know that? How did you find that out? Because I don't. My dad is a, there was like he's a, a yeah. Looney Tunes expert. Yeah, oh, fair enough. He like harshly judged me when I said it was a girl. He's like wrong, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but it is associated <laughs> like this is like if you go to Six Flags, they have like hearts and like like feminist or like a like girly things around Tweety Bird a lot. Like it's on a lot of gir- woman apparel more than the other Looney Tunes. I would say. Mm. Mm. That's true, actually. Yeah, actually, like yeah, she, yeah, for the girls. Yeah, like they get yeah. like those pillows and everything. Yeah, like sweatshirts usually on a pink or purple sweatshirt. Right. For some reason. Yeah, my mom. My mom has that sweatshirt. It's a, pink, <laughs> it's a purple sweatshirt with flowers like around it, and Tweety's like in the middle, just chilling. Thank you. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have it. He doesn't. They don't have a gender. Maybe he's, he's more popular with the woman, perhaps. Ooh, mm. could be that too. Mm. All right, Doc, you need to pick a Bugs Bunny, unless you don't want to pick a Bugs Bunny. I think I know who Nez is going to pick. I I'm do not, too. I have it written I'm down. I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going to steal I'm it. Waiting. I, that, don't you dare. I would be a fraud if I took this pick because I don't – I'll explain when Nez takes this person because I've made a note on my phone. I'm going to reveal it when Nez picks it. I'm going to go with a scene, right? I, I could go this character. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go with kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. When they're – it's uh, Elmer Fudd and Bugs. It's like the Viking epic, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when they wear, they wear the Viking yes. helmets, uh, Elmer Fudd is basically Thor, and they have, like, the Flight of the Valkyries playing. Like, you think of Apocalypse Now? I don't. I don't think of Apocalypse Now. I think of this um, Looney Tunes cartoon. It's so – I watched it, like, three times today in preparation for this draft, and I was really – I was sort of scared of it as a kid, but it's also hilarious when you have, like, like the, first of all, Elmer's accent the entire time, but then you have Bugs – playing Broomhilda, he's on like the back of a horse and he's sliding down eventually like, getting married to Elmer Fudd. It was very, very funny. Um, but it's like what I, so it's, I, it's what I associate most, my most like recognizable, like Looney Tunes cartoon right next to rabbit season, duck season. I think it's right there. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Great episode. And you're going to have that nice graphic of bugs with the Viking hat on. It's going to look good. He looks great in it. Good pick. I think also there's a um, national society that preserved this cartoon. Um, it was like, so, like, it's like one of the hundred greatest pieces of like uh, uh, visual art or something I read. Uh, it was on the Wikipedia page for the cartoon. Interesting. It was, it's like, it's, it's heralded as one of the best. Hmm. But all right, Nez, I think I have an idea what you're going to pick, but I'm going to wait till you say it. I think, I mean, if you know me, you know my favorite Looney Tune. And I had to save it because I wanted to get some value picks in before I picked him. But this is a personal favorite. His name is Michigan J. Frog. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. All time. Actually, also the logo. Another logo for WB, like the Kids Network. Mm. He's the logo for the Saturday morning cartoons. Um, absolutely iconic character uh, from kind of a sad cartoon about a guy that they presume that thing is they're presuming is going mad, but this frog is actually singing. Um, obviously, I, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I break out into this song and dance every once in a while. Um, my friends love it. My ex-girlfriends hated it, but you know, I have to break down handle the song it. at least at least once once a, a month or something like that. You know, it's they just, couldn't handle the electricity of it. <laughs> I don't think they handled they could handle the timing of it. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
But that being said, Michigan J Frog, what else can I say? I got two logos in one draft. I'm I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. Wasn't gonna steal that pick from you. I know. I, I was really teasing it for you guys so that nobody was and I haven't picked my favorite character yet. So I'm really <laughs> hoping he's gonna be there. Nobody could steal Michigan J Frog from me. Nobody. And it's it's like and that is also one of the most like critically acclaimed that's so weird to say with looney tunes but it really is that's how like mm-hmm. iconic the, the the whole franchise is that's one of the most famous if not the most famous looney tune ever made like looney tune cartoon mm-hmm. like that whole mm-hmm. that, it's that, up there it, it, yeah. it's up there and they but let's yeah oh yeah, yeah. go go on <laughs> say when more spaceballs right didn't they oh yeah. yes they did yeah. with those little but, white guys those little yeah. short guys yeah, yeah when they, they came out of the stomach like alien yeah exactly <laughs> but all right the Good board's then jay man you're up looney tune connoisseur with mr miss irrelevant Ugh. i'm just gonna go based off of baby looney tunes i'm gonna take the one who watches over them all it's granny we're not taking martini sipping granny we're taking giving you life lessons cherishes you te- like she shows you how to live. She shows you what you should do. Be a good person. You can't. Sylvester steals the ball from Lola Bunny. You give it back. Sharing is caring. It's not getting drunk at halftime. It's <laughs> not what we're about. We do have to address. Does does she have a drinking problem? Does she have a drinking problem? You know, it's been twenty five years since her last game. She was still granny then. She could do whatever she wants. She's doing a LeBron impersonation. She. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but she could be drinking her, that. Her, her stock wine. is up right now. Like she's gonna look good on this graphic after Space Jam too. Yeah, with her doing the ninja kick in the air, martial mm. arts connoisseur. Oh, yeah, yeah. She mm. took down Dame Time. No one else could. She true. did. It's true. Please. But that's gonna do it. Before we get to honorable mentions, let's just read off the list. I have Rabbit of Seville, Bugs Bunny, Yosemite Sam, Taz, Lola Bunny, and Tweety Bird. Doc has Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd. Foghorn Lakehorn, Gossamer, and the Viking Bugs. Nez has Duck Season, Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, a.k.a. the logo. <laughs> Marvin the Martian, Speedy Gonzalez, and Michigan J. Frog. And J-Man, our guest, second time guest, not first time, second time <laughs> guest, Sylvester, Wiley Coyote, Bugs Bunny from Space Jam, A New Legacy, Roadrunner, and Granny but the good granny. So before we get to Bugs Bunny honorable mentions, just let's just finish out the rest. I know for me, Playboy Penguin, that's a popular one. Henry the Hawk, Foghorn Lakehorn, Nemesis slash friend there. Barnyard Dog as well, Foghorn Lakehorn. But any others that I'm missing, maybe we'll start with you, J-Man. Um, I would go uh, Witch Hazel. Uh, she messes with Gossamer like a couple of times here and there, and then Bugs as well. But I mean, yeah. Boards then. Boards then. Mm-hmm. Nez, any others? Yeah, I was on uh, Looney Tunes Wiki and I picked up a couple that I, I could recognize. I didn't want to draft anybody I couldn't recognize. So there's right. the Abominable Snowman, there's Cool Cat, Leo Lion, and then if, uh, if Michigan J Frog got drafted, I was going to draft Joseph Stalin because <laughs> he's in one of the episodes. <laughs> questionable questionable pick okay moving along dr o any others before we get to bugs i have one more character 
uh, it goes with Nez's pick. Uh, he had Speedy Gonzalez, Slowpoke Rodriguez. Slowpoke. <laughs> Slowpoke Rodriguez gets a uh, he like. I wish that he had a small cameo in this movie, but he, talk about someone doesn't get the respect they deserve. Slowpoke Rodriguez. <laughs> but moving to bugs, I'll say for myself, my list for bugs characters was the same, if not larger than my Looney Tunes big board. But I'll start with you, J-Man. Do you have any others besides the Space Jam New Legacy? For Bugs Looney Bunny. back in action first. On he, we've gone over this. It's okay. <laughs> any Oscar others? Snub. Um, Oscar snub. Oscar snub. Yes, exactly. The, um, whichever one that he... It's the, the one I talked about earlier with Taz when he's wearing the fruit crown thing too. Because he, he is great mm-hmm. in that episode, but mm-hmm. not Taz. Gotcha. I think we have an ornament, a Christmas ornament of Bugs Bunny wearing the fruit yeah. on his head. Yeah, it's sure a purple it. dress. Oh, that's a really good one. Now yeah. I, I remember what you, exactly what you're talking about. That's a really good one. Uh, first of all, Bugs playing the piano when he has like the the white wig on. Yes. And like you have like the, the opera singer, and Bugs is just like, oh, oh, oh. Then he leaves his glove on. He leaves his glove on, and then he walks away. Goes to get the mail and everything. And then the guy's like, like on these like clothes are bursting. He's on the ground. He's turning like like yellow, blue, and purple, and everything out of his mind. That is one of the best ones. And then like bull tamer, bugs. Like when he's like the uh, the matador. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's uh, that's like the uh, wrong left at the at Albuquerque. Boy for bugs. Boy for boy for Doug. The uh, bugs. And then um. The uh, which one else? What else did I have? Opera Bugs. I the knight when the, he's a uh, uh, he's was he not King Arthur? But he's like a knight, the knight Bugs Bunny. Yep, yep. You know what I mean with the king. Yep. So that's on there. Yeah, that's all, uh, Little Red Riding Hood, Little Red Riding Rabbit. I think the other one is where he basically is he messes with. Uh, yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah. Um, for me, Baseball Bugs, Baseball Bugs. I think is an iconic one. Uh, you see the meme a lot when he throws throwing to himself, playing all nine positions, see that gif a lot. Um, then I have Rabbit Hood. So it's the Robin Hood parody. He's also the, a king right. in that okay, as yeah, well. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Um, so I have that one. Racketeer Rabbit when he's a gangster. And he's going and uh, like a 40s or whatever gangster. Um, boxing Bugs, it's called Rabbit Punch. He's a boxer. That's a good one. Um, what else? Showbiz Bugs and he's dancing. Uh, classic dancing with the hat and everything. So I like that one. Any with Yosemite Sam, to be honest. Those are, I, I, like I said, Yosemite Sam's one of my favorite Looney Tunes. I know it's not for most of you. Uh, Rhapsody Rabbit, which is he's playing the piano, trying to, in front of the audience, and he's trying to kill the mouse at the same time. Oh, good one. Um, the Yosemite one, I, that's my favorite, actually, I'll say, is Bugs Bunny Rides Again. That's my favorite one. And that's the one I think you referenced when I picked Dr. Rowe with the blood on his head. Yeah. Um, and two more I'll say is Opera Bugs. What's up, Doc? That's a famous one. And Alibaba Bunny when he's like with the genie and coming out of the lamp and the three wishes and everything going on. And also, I forgot we, we didn't mention this either. Another cameo in Space Jam News Legacy, Space Jam A New Legacy, Big Chungus made a cameo. But that's going to do it for our top billing of Looney Tunes characters. J Man, as always, thank you very much. Nez, I see what you did there. Oh, my God. <laughs> Iconic. The logo. Dr. O, back to Wrap you. it up. All right. That's going to do it for episode 46 of the Drive-In Podcast. Make sure 
that you rate us five stars on Spotify. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, the whole nine yards, any listening platform. Make sure to also check us out on YouTube. Uh, if you rate us five stars, screenshot it and put it on your story. We'll repost your story and then we'll uh, give you a shout out on the pod. That's it for episode 46. Thank you, J-Man, for joining us in his second ever appearance. Thank you for getting it right.